I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Chinchu. You'll often hear it repeated that we know more about the surface of the moon than we do the Earth's ocean floor. The sea is a dark, mysterious, and sometimes terrifying place. It is no wonder that in the works of H.P. Lovecraft, the terrifying and unknown ancient ones were as likely to come from the depths as the stars. At the deepest depths of the ocean are some of the strangest and most terrifying of creatures. Giant squids, ancient living fossils with hard shells and countless needle-like legs, and the real-life mimics that are anglerfish. Chinchu is, ostensibly, an anglerfish. The rounded body makes it most closely resemble the football fish. Most real-life anglerfish are terrifying. They have enormous, gaping mouths lined with razor-sharp teeth. They lurk at the bottom of the sea floor, luring in prey with their small bait fins and then swallowing it whole. It's no wonder that many a video game boss has been based on the anglerfish. Chinchu has the dangling, bioluminescent bait, but the face doesn't quite capture the horror of being lured to one's doom in the briny depths. Chinchu has big round eyes and a cute little smile. Like many real-life anglerfish, who have developed fins to kind of walk on the ocean floor, Chinchu has feet which it uses to waddle around adorably on land. The Japanese name for Chinchu is Chuchin, which is Japanese for lantern, but also a play on the Japanese name for the football fish, Chuchinanko. The English name is just a shuffling of syllables from the Japanese name. As well as the bizarre real-world origin, Chinchu's other claim to fame is its unusual type combination. Chinchu and Lantern are dual-type water and electric Pokémon. It feels like a logical leap from real-world anglerfish being bioluminescent to the Pokémon equivalent producing electricity. Chinchu's Pokédex entries are unusually keen to make it sound realistic. The Pokemon Ruby entry says, Chinchu lets loose positive and negative electrical charges from its two antennas to make its prey faint. This Pokemon flashes its electric lights to exchange signals with others. While Sapphire says, Chinchu's two antennas are filled with cells that generate strong electricity. This Pokemon's cells create so much electrical power, it even makes itself tingle slightly. And Fire Red tells us, On the dark ocean floor, its only means of communication is its constantly flashing lights. At level 27, Chinchu drifts even further from the real-life horror of anglerfish, when it evolves into the even more adorable lantern. Lantern is a little more like a fish or a dolphin, than a spherical little horror blob. To me, this is a rare case where the evolved Pokemon 
is actually a lot cuter than the one it evolves from. Lantern has a big, warm face and a huggable body. The only way a big anglerfish could be cuter would be if it did a dance for you. And then you just have the Trample King from Shovel Knight. Lantern's name is the same in English and Japanese, meaning that whenever one of the sounds in its name is a phonic we're studying at the school where I work, he gets drawn on the whiteboard. My only worry is that one day these kids will have to spell the actual word Lantern and not realise it isn't spelled with a U. Lantern's Pokedex entries primarily deal with its lights. Lantern is nicknamed the Deep Sea Star for its illuminated antenna. This Pokémon produces light by causing a chemical reaction between bacteria and its bodily fluids inside the antenna. Lantern is known to emit light. If you peer down into the dark sea from a ship at night, you can sometimes see this Pokémon's light rising from the depths where it swims. It gives the sea an appearance of a starlit night. The light-emitting orbs on its back are very bright. They are formed from a part of its dorsal fin. This Pokémon illuminates the inky darkness of deep seas. It blinds prey with an intense burst of light, then swallows the immobilized prey in a single gulp. I always liked the idea of Lantern. A water-slash-electric type covers so many bases, and it's a cutie with great HP. Nevertheless, I never seem to catch one in time for it to make it onto my team. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you enjoyed this podcast, and you want to help me be able to keep hosting them online, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. Just a dollar a month is a big help, and in return you can listen to episodes a week early. You can also help me out by spreading the word among fellow Pokemon fans, or by getting in contact and having your say about upcoming monsters. The next two episodes will involve Togepi and Natu. I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster, so please get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I love you, and remember, I love you too.